Praise the Lord. Good morning. Why is depression such a taboo word? Why is it mocked as a malady that is more imagined than experienced? Why is it considered uncomfortable to discuss it with friends and family? And most of all, why is it considered sinful to bring it up in our prayers? Emotions and emotional people often get a bad rap in our culture. The common thinking goes, feelings are unreliable and not to be trusted. Emotions seem to ebb and flow with our circumstances, or how well we've slept, and even with the weather. But we've all known emotions, and they are given to us by God for a purpose. What adds to the burden of the depressed and the despondent is the common and misguided notion that good Christians don't get depressed. Any hint of depression and the cliches start to surface. You just need to have more faith. Or, remember, rejoice in the Lord always. Or, sometimes it comes off as a pep talk. Come on, get up, get moving, stop the pity party and pull yourself together. What will people think of God if they see you like this? And of course, that simply pushes the depressed deeper into the hole and teaches the discouraged that unless they want to hear the cheap cliches again, they had better fake happiness. We are not going to do that this morning. Instead, I would like to show you with scriptural references that God is closer than we think when we are troubled and depressed. And God knows too many of his people that suffered from depression. And it's really alright to bring it up in a conversation with God. When we review the great names and personalities of the scriptures, we become aware very quickly that almost all of them knew at one time or another great discouragement and deep depression. Job is singled as a man of God, blameless and upright, whose staggering losses and long and painful illness brought him low. My days come to an end without hope. My eye will never see again anything good. Job 7, verse 6 and 7. Moses is described as the meekest man on earth, Numbers 12, verse 3, and rises as one of the greatest examples of an ordinary man who submitted to God and became one of the greatest of all the Old Testament characters. There came a time when Moses felt the crushing weight of his assignment and at last he cries out, How can I bear the troubles, burdens and disputes of these people by myself? Deuteronomy 1 verse 12 Elijah, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, asked for his life to be taken. David, in his efforts to hide sin, made journal entries that speak of the total loss of strength, the ebbing away of all that is worthwhile in life, and groaning all day long. Jonah, the first foreign missionary, became deeply despondent when God did not destroy Nineveh. Jeremiah was so profoundly sad that he is known to this day as the weeping prophet and confessed that he wished he had never been born. Then there is Nehemiah and Ezekiel and Peter and more in the pages of scriptures. All of our lips have spoken the words of discouragement and depression. All of our hearts have felt it. Every one of us has known it at one time or another. The slap of setback, the grief of loss, or the disheartening effects of stress. To be human is to feel that numbing, exhausting, demotivating fog of depression. And then there is that kind of depression 
that is even more complicated because it triggers lie within in the form of chemical imbalance, which means we cannot escape the black hole without medical attention. Some here know the private battle of a weary sadness that can take on many forms and show itself in many ways. Psalm 77 and Asaph's journey is an intensely helpful passage. When you're in the pit, it helps us to compare ourselves with Asaph's journey and find self-help in coming out of depression. Let us outline a few steps that give us a pattern which we can follow to regain emotional equilibrium when life gets us down. Number one. Send an SOS to God. Psalm 77 verses 1 to 3 and 7 to 9. Perhaps we can identify with Asaph's feelings, but don't miss his first response. In his battle with depression, he doesn't pretend, he doesn't bury his disillusionment, he doesn't fake happiness. There is no indication that he turned to food or shopping, alcohol or gambling or any number of other means people commonly use to cope. Instead, he got honest with God, really honest. I cry aloud to God. He shouted to God. He yelled his prayer. In Psalm 77 verse 3, he describes this further. I think of God. I groan. And the word groan can mean everything from a quiet noise to a raging explosion. Down in Psalm 77 verse 7 to 9, Asaph fills in him in some of the content of his prayers. Will the Lord reject forever and never again show favor? Has his faithful love ceased forever? Is his promise at an end for all generations? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Asaph cycled through a wide and uncontrollable range of emotions, but he didn't try to hide that from God. He was real and reverent, honest yet humble. He asked God the hard questions that depression raises, and we find no indication that God is put off by that kind of unvarnished truthfulness. Let us soak in the wisdom of the one in the hard fellowship of depression. Let us not be ashamed to admit our inner turmoil, thinking that voicing our questions will offend God. He really wants to hear from us straight up. In fact, the Bible promises that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Pour out your heart, loud or soft, He's waiting to hear from you. Number 2. Choose to redirect your thoughts. Psalm 77 verses 4 to 6 and 10 to 12. During one of the many sleepless nights, Asaph concludes that God was keeping him awake for a reason. You have kept me from closing my eyes, he says in Psalm 77 verse 4. He lay there in the silence, unable to speak, and his mind drifted back to the sweeter times. Psalm 77 verse 5 says, I consider the days of old, years long past. At night, I remember my music, I meditate in my heart, and my spirit ponders. Asaph deliberately focused his thoughts on those past times when God seemed so near and he could push back the darkness with song. Down in Psalm 77 verses 10, he talks about how he did this. 
Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the ears of the right hand of the Most High. I am going to force my thoughts out of this dungeon back to the years when I saw God doing great things. In verse 11, he writes, I will remember the Lord's works. Yes, I will remember your ancient wonders. I will reflect on all you have done and meditate on your actions. What an important step when you feel locked down by depression. How you need to regain perspective. You know it to be true. When troubles crowd in and just getting up in the morning seems like a chore. Where does your mind lean? It leans towards how bad it is now. And it's easy to conclude that the future will also be bad. That's when it's important to call a mental timeout and take a long look in the rearview mirror at God's past blessings. Don't think this to be a futile exercise. Remembering is a biblical prescription that is central to worship and fuels your faith in God for the future. When you mark God's faithfulness in the past, you condition your weary heart with a hope for tomorrow. Send an SOS to God. Choose to redirect your thoughts in order to stroke your hope for the future. Number 3. Magnify God to diminish your problems. Psalm 77 verses 13 to 20. There is something about worship that recalibrates the soul. But worship is not the natural instinct of the depressed person. When gloom closes in and all that once drove our life fades, we tend to want to pull the blanket over our head and bail out on God and everybody else. But Asaph willed himself to come to worship. There are deeply helpful benefits to gathering with God's people. It is so important to worship in community, to ask our brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for us. Sometimes we literally cannot make it on our own and we need to borrow from the faith of those around us. Companionship in the Lord Jesus is powerful. Asaph concentrates on the benefits that come from God himself. First he proclaims God's holiness. God, your way is holy. That is unique, one of a kind set apart from the ways of men. What God is great like God? Down in verse 16 to 18, he throws down the gauntlet against the false Canaanite gods of the sea, the thunder and the storm. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you. They trembled. Even the depths shook. The clouds poured down water. The storm clouds thundered. Your arrows flashed back and forth. The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind, lighting up the world. The earth shook and quaked. This doesn't sound like the downcast Asaph we started with, does it? Worship moved him from a doubting victim to a God-enthralled declaration of faith. Then in verse 14, Asaph extols the miracle-working power of God. You are the God who works wonders. You revealed your strength amongst the people. Finally, Asaph locks in on God's redemption of his people in verse 15 of Psalm 77. With power you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. God cares for me. He knows what's happening to me. He has the supernatural ability to do all that is necessary to fulfill his promises and he loves me enough to come after me. To conclude, Asaph began with a huge problem and a little God. 
but he kept sending up SOSs to God. He forced himself to rehearse the past blessings of God's faithfulness, where hope for the future is strengthened, and he worshipped. For Asaph, now God is big and his problems aren't. Now it's our turn. Let us pray. Oh God, as I am feeling depressed, may this heaviness speak to me. Help me listen to what depression may have to teach me at this time. I am depressed. Guide me to a person, a place, and resources to support me during these moments. I feel deep sadness to the point of not wanting to be around people and not wanting to do anything. Like your prophet Jeremiah, I question my own existence and value. Is my life worth living? Console me, Holy Spirit, when I feel undesirable and unlovable. I ask you for relief. In Jesus' name, Amen. I wish you all a very beautiful day ahead. May God bless you. Take care, stay safe, stay blessed.